Today we explore some lessons learned from Ray Kroc who franchised McDonald's to make it one of the most successful entrepreneurial pursuits of all time. What can we learn from the systemizing of a business? What can we learn about scaling a business, about vision, about niching a business? And what can we learn when we think about the current state of social media and content marketing? What tips will we learn today as we explore this, the ideas of mastermind, and much, much more on another awesome episode of Errol Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Let's do this. Another episode of the Arrow Helps Entrepreneurs Increase Visibility, Credibility, and Profitability. Today, we have a special guest to explore a lot of topics that are very relevant to entrepreneurs that are growing and starting a business and that have a business and are thinking of scaling the business, but maybe having some challenges with that. I'd like to introduce Ms. Karen Briscoe to the show. Karen, would you like to introduce yourself? Errol, thanks for having me. And I love the idea of helping entrepreneurs because that is one of my part of my mission statement as well. Great, great, great. And so for uh, folks who, who may not necessarily, uh, you know, maybe be familiar with you, I know that there's really a lot of success that you know, you've had within the real estate space. And in this case, you've written some, uh, some books really related to, um, to success as well. Can you share a little bit about, about those and sort of your, your background and experience? Happy to. I have been a residential real estate agent since 2002 and in 2006 became partners with a top producing agent, Sue Huckabee, who was at the time number 10 in the nation. And due to some health issues, she, um, I became partners with her and took over the business. And then she passed away in 08. And that was the same month, September, that the financial markets crashed. So those of you that have, well, I'm sure everybody remembers because it impacted um, the, the, after the crash, then there was the major correction and the recession and then the recovery. So I have built, rebuilt the business from that start and brought on a partner 2009, Lizzie Conroy, because as challenging as it was, I realized I didn't want to do it on my own. And we have a team in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro area, been named to the Wall Street Journal top realtor team list and been in the top 100 of our company since 2009. So have enjoyed a high level success and what often happens when people achieve a high level success is other people want to know, well, how did you do that? And so I've been doing some coaching and training and speaking and have been writing a blog since 2009. And that blog had a voice and the voice was responded to well by the, it, it went high rankings in a number of situations and had a good following. And that led to many people saying, well, you need to write a book. You know, it's kind of like, you know, like just a, this domino effect. And so in 2016, August, I published a book, Real Estate Success in Five Minutes a Day. And it's what I, I call a unique delivery system because most books are linear, chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, or they're very heavy information 
or they're inspiring and motivational. But this book blends all of them together. And I say it's like peanut butter and chocolate. It makes the Reese's peanut butter cup, which is even sweeter. So it has, even though it's a daily reader and every day is different, that was designed intentionally because I found sales professionals, real estate agents, they're, they seem to be subject to what we call the shiny object or the squirrel phenomenon. They get excited about the next new thing. And instead of building, you know, the basic fundamentals of, of establishing a, in themselves and their profession and building a business. And so every day is different, but it has a structure to it. And the book in 2017, it had its first birthday and, it asked for a podcast because what I found is these five minute success principles really do apply uh, pretty universally. I've talked to over a hundred guests now and every single one of them, be it from other sales professionals and in other industries like mortgage lending title that are related to real estate or even the as far fetched as, as ministers. And so it, it goes the gamut and that has been now I still am a top producing real estate agent. That's my primary focus, but I have this creative endeavors that I've been involved in and, and that's how you and I met. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a, you know, that's a real phenomenal uh, introduction. I have to say that, you know, for the guests that I've been able to, to have on the podcast here to share uh, in this case, I'm, you know, very excited to uh, be able to kind of delve into some of these topics I think will be really helpful for, uh, for a lot of people. Um, and that, that's a really good transition in terms of for how we met. So we met from a sort of a creative opportunity to, to go and speak uh, to, to a group. And uh, it was really related to podcasting. Uh, and within there was kind of interesting is that it was you know, held within a, you know, a business owner's establishment. And, and just speaking with the business owner, uh, I think really where we kind of started to build a little more rapport was as you started to talk about the e-myth. Uh, and starting to talk a little bit more about sort of scaling the business as the business owner was kind of speaking a little bit about some thoughts on that. And uh, the whole concept of the e-myth uh, and scaling the business was, was really how we, I think, started to talk a little bit more. Yes, that's where we took it from just a casual conversation to one in more depth. And, and that is what I found is that in sales and businesses, what happens is, is people get into that field and they become good at the transactional aspect, which is what in the real estate success in five minutes a day is called the commit to get lead. So you get, you know, a customer, a client, a prospect, and you figured out how to do that and systematize it and create a, a pipeline or a stream of income. And you've also perfected or have a good, uh, you know, basis on what's called consult to sell. And that is, you know how to take that customer, that client, that prospect through the process and you can create business and it is an ongoing thing. You can fill a pipeline. What often happens is people get stuck in this hamster wheel of a transactional loop. And in E-Myth, that's called working in the business. They are a technician. They're good at what they do which is great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what we all aspire to. But there are systems and leverage and scaling that goes what I call in the book, connect to build and grow. Because otherwise, without connect to build and grow, which is an e-myth uh, terminology is called working on the business. 
without that, then you're only as good as your next deal. And with it, yay, the good news is with it, you create an ongoing enterprise that at some juncture needs to operate without you. Because if it requires you, then ultimately you are the cog in the wheel, if you will, you take that cog out and then it stops. So these, these systems and scaling is key to being able to build to sell. And that's a, another famous book, Built to Sell, about the, you know, if you think about, say, for example, a dentist, when a dentist sells their practice, what are they selling? They're not really selling the equipment because equipment is uh, often obsolete in a very short period of time as, as fast as technology is moving. They're ser- selling their client list, their patient list in that case, and they're selling their operations, the systems they've created. And so you'll see even now dentists used to be, uh, they would always be by their name, right? So that, you know, you know, Dr. John Doe. Well, now you see dentistries that are more corporate company-like. It's like on-smile dentistry, right? Because it's not about the individual dentist any longer. It's about the practice that they've created and a business that they've built. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the, the whole idea of really sort of the, the concept of somebody sort of being owned by the business. You know, people go into business because a lot of times they want to produce some significant outcome and ultimately have a particular maybe lifestyle and, you know, don't want to necessarily be within the, the overall sort of uh, corporate uh, hamster wheel. And what they find, you know, even if they're a great professional, really great at the processes of what they do and performing, they step into the business and ultimately find after a while that the business kind of owns them. Yeah. So trying to figure out a way to kind of surpass that, uh, you know, what the e-myth really goes into a lot and what you're speaking about, you know, ultimately is just looking at every step of the way and figuring out how to systemize it so that ultimately you don't have to be the linchpin. You can step away and that's the only way you're going to be able to grow it and to be able to maybe open up other locations or they can make a really great point about, you know, being able to work it to a point to sell it. Um, and that's, uh, you know, that's all really, really interesting stuff. Well, and, and you um, mentioned Ray Kroc and the movie, The Founder. If you're an entrepreneur, please do watch it. I've, I've watched it multiple times. But if you think about it, the, the, the uh, McDonald's brothers perfected the systems of the Speedy system, which was creating a good quality product in a very fast period of time, which was a, you know, a unique endeavor at that time. And so, but what Ray Kroc saw was he saw the franchise opportunities, how you could take that and multiply it in other locations. The McDonald's brothers though, they were blinded by the fact that they, their level of perfectionism, if you will, that they could not see, they tried it, if you'll remember, they tried it several times and they were not able to build into the systems this reproducible elements and not that Rick Rock had a you know he, he had his struggles too in doing that but he, that's what he saw that's what he created he took the concept and he figured out how to duplicate it you know it's interesting that as well what that really stands out to me and, and says is the vision that the entrepreneur has the vision that the person has and that you know that separates one 
person from the next who's approaching the exact same task or exact same opportunity. So the vision and foresight that somebody has and the passion they bring to it because of that vision can produce a completely different uh, result. And that's, uh, that's very interesting, very interesting stuff. But, uh, but yeah, the, the, the founder movie really was, was very interesting in how it sort of broke down uh, that, that whole uh, process. And I definitely agree. If anybody has not seen the founder, it's free on Netflix and they should definitely watch it. Um, now the, I guess the other uh, thought that, that comes to mind here with this is, you know, so in terms of for, for growing the business, um, you have scaling the business, but part of this also is uh, related to sort of what's uh, going on right now and some of the challenges that a lot of people that are in business and are trying to grow businesses are facing is that we're kind of trying to grow businesses and to succeed within a digital age where social media is all over the place. The whole concept of marketing and, and branding, um, you know, in this case, with Ray Kroc and with McDonald's, they wanted to put golden arches really in, you know, in a lot of places. So it was visible from the road. Um, and that was kind of unique to them. That was sort of how they were part of how they were branded. Um, so right now that's something too, that, you know, I know that in the uh, podcast that you've done that, that has come up as a topic. And I think that that might be an interesting thing to talk about of sort of how to, you know, why a business maybe should really kind of niche their focus and how to be successful when we're looking at, you know, having social media and business being done via networking, you know, online. So, you know, business is operating at the speed of thought, like um, Bill Gates predicted, and it is a, a constantly moving endeavor, which is exciting. I mean, if really, if it stayed the same, we'd all be bored to death. So um, embrace this because change is inevitable. And it's actually, if you if you move towards a change in a, in a rapid format I, form, I think that you will um, find greater success. And, and the quote I think of is Wayne Gretzky. I skate to where the puck is going. So the idea is to, to market to where the market is going, because uh, that doesn't mean that there aren't, you know, situations where you should have work on your knowledge and your skills and your abilities and sharpen the saw and protect your form, you know, uh, perfect your form and all of that. All of that is is good and should be. You should still have a website. There's nothing that stopped having a website, right? Um, you should still have you know the basic systematized uh, ways that you contact your client. Just that the way that those has have transitioned or changed over time, and I think that will always be the case. So there will always be a new shiny object, and so the idea is, I would say to be in the spaces where your client is, is probably, and maybe be one step ahead. So the, you know, your client, your customer is your avatar. You think about who that person is and where they're going to be and where they're going to spend their time. And so then be there. And you need to be there in a meaningful way because the other thing I found with marketing and, and, lead generation and prospecting is that people like do it three times and then like, Oh, it didn't work. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Uh, most people, well, first of all, statistics show that it's 80% of the sales are made after the fifth contact. Now that's an old statistic. I've actually now in hearing in terms of social media, it's much um, more like 12. So when you used to look at the, 
the ratios that marketing executives used to say, they're now saying because of the attention span of the average consumer now is so short and brief that it, it's going to take even more of a penetration. So commit to go deep in a few, I think, spaces, and then maybe test some other spaces. But, um, but to go deep long enough to know that it's making an impact. And I think that it, in my experience or in my business, I do it in conjunction with things that are already working. So I, I then build that platform and then add something kind of like, for example, like if you were going to test for, well, if you do any kind of A-B testing, this is what this is, right? Where you evaluate this works, this ad works over this ad, or this presentation works over this presentation. And you do this testing to see where you get the responses. Got it. Got it. Yeah, I think that that's a, that's a really good perspective. My, my thought is uh, to add in the, the concept of value and how right now, because people are choosing sort of where they're consuming content, you know, whether it's, whether it's on Facebook, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on LinkedIn, uh, whether it's on, you know, if they're online, they're searching, if they're going to find your website, you know, they're consuming other things while they, while they look at that. But a lot of these social platforms, people are in there and there are things that are popping up in their feed, uh, for example. So the thing is that uh, the traditional way of maybe sort of marketing to people or advertising to people is kind of uh, not, not necessarily going to have that much traction as people are more able to choose what information they're going to consume. Uh, and ultimately they're, they're, being bombarded with a lot of people really trying to provide information and what's really going to stand out the most is something that really speaks value that gives them something to kind of chew on and, and really actually enriches them. So if you ultimately can kind of focus, I think some of the, the messaging that may be a little bit off the, the centered brand and off the particular professional interest that you have, but thinking of the other areas that may be of interest to the individual that's consuming, uh, they may get a lot of value and that's going to build a lot of credibility. And ultimately, if you're in that, you know, that 12 touch point um, sort of uh, system, uh, each time that they're getting an opportunity to consume from something from you, if you're providing value to them, as opposed to a sales pitch, um, you know, they're more likely to consume it, take it in. And, you know, you're going to be, you know, really top of mind as somebody that's credible uh, with what you do and somebody that they would like to do business with. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I think that the, the value, it, it needs to have relevance, if you will. And you brought up one of the guests from the 5-Minute Success podcast, Tiffany McQuaid, and she talked about being remarkable. And that, you know, also is a Seth Godin, you know, the purple cow. You really have to have something that is going to, um, and it doesn't need to be, you know, cat videos. I, I recently, I do these kind of testimonial videos uh, about my book and I did one with my father and my father is an entrepreneur and was very creative in his endeavors he he in my view was always like I like the Gretzky quote he was always going to where the puck was going he was always there ahead sometimes a little bit too far ahead but it was uh, the, but the market came to him and he that video that we put out around Father's Day with almost viral it was it was fascinating so here are all these professionally done videos that i've done and all this other you know it, it, content that i'd put out 
that one video. So be remarkable. And I, whatever your space is and whatever could be remarkable, I would say to, to go for that. Now it's hard to be remarkable over and over and over again. That's, you know, the, um, the dilemma because uh, the, you know, one hit wonder, I've got one hit, right? I've got one hit wonder. So now how do I reproduce that? And again, that's back to systematizing, right? So you create the systems that then you can build that remarkability into it. So now I know that's something that is my, my that that is something that my um, sphere, my my audience is is interested in. So then I will go to to recreate that and figure out how to take those elements and to create the next remarkable thing. Yeah, absolutely. What's what's ring, really ringing in my ears is the concept of consistency when it comes to producing of content. And so I actually just recently this week had a similar experience where, you know, I've been producing quite a lot of content, primarily focused on LinkedIn, uh, been, been branching out from there. But in this case, you know, I just recently have been putting a lot of time and effort into this uh, 10 video challenge at 10, 10 videos, 10 tips in 10 days. And, you know, it's been taking, you know, a lot of effort to do that. So at the same time, I was up late night on Saturday night, 11 p.m., working on a chapter for a book. Uh, and in this case, <clears throat> I had actually uh, received a book from another author in the area. And I had this idea just spur of the moment. I said, hey, you know what? Let me capture this moment right here. I'm going to you know, give a little bit of recognition to the other author. And in this case, just kind of be a little bit motivational to say, hey, I'm up at you know, 11 p.m. working on this. And uh, at any rate, I took that picture, that, that whole process and that thought process was maybe five minutes and it was a quick picture. And it just was, I'm in the habit right now of thinking of consistently posting and consistently adding value. And so when I have a particular thought or a concept, you know, I'm in the habit of, okay, how could I maybe get this and put this out to add value? So I took that in five minutes. So right now, as of right now, that was on Saturday night, 11 p.m. So right now I'm probably at about 18,000 uh, views of that picture and that uh, that post. And comparing that maybe to some other uh, views, you know, I probably at this point maybe would expect to get, you know, three to maybe 6,000. Um, and but uh, I'll probably on an average post is maybe a thousand to two thousand. Um, so in this case, it's not exactly viral. But at the same time, I was thinking, wow, I spent all this time putting into making these other videos, which were getting less, uh, you know, less uh, traction and put a lot of thought into it. And then this one uh, really hit it off with a lot of people. So. Um, so, yeah, but I think that consistency as you get more consistent with the posting, you find your voice and you hear your you hear your audience and then you, you much better know, you know, it's a lot easier to kind of produce the content and ultimately figure out what resonates with with you know, those that are listening to you. Well, that is truly a principle of success there. The quality comes in the quantity. And so I think that people become paralyzed because they want to put out a perfect content or a perfect product. And I would say just do it and put it out there and let the, let the audience speak. Because it, it, that is, in a way, you mentioned masterminding, but that is a way, a, an opportunity to mastermind with so many with your audience with your avatar you get to actually get real-time feedback as to what they want so I would do it more as I love the 10-day challenge I would do it more often that way because that I think that you'll find a, a greater success you'll build on those successes and then that will propel you to the to the next level 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think we have time for maybe just one last topic on the mastermind. But I did want to share this is in terms of with the, um, the whole concept of maybe people not wanting to step forward to do certain things because they want it to be perfect. This always resonates with me and I love to get an opportunity to just share it is that, you know, I, I've come to believe and understand that perfection is the lowest standard because people just never do anything if they're if they have a per- perfect standard. I would agree with that. I mean, that's what paralyzed McDonald's brothers. Okay, so just think about that. At McDonald's Brothers, their seed of an idea was there, and they were paralyzed with the fact that it had to be perfect. And Ray Kroc said, you know, we were, we're going to perfect this along the way, you know, and we're going to figure this out along the way. And he, you know, failed forward, fail faster and fail forward, because the that's where you learn and that's where you grow. And you can, you know, choose to... Um, learn from reading and from podcasting and from other thought leaders. And you can learn from, um, you know, being in groups that have a breadth of experience levels, which I actually think people that are, you know, many times people think, oh, I got to learn from the best of the best. I'm like, sometimes you can learn from the people that are, you know, operating at the next level below you. They may help you see the things that, you know, they're trying that are new and you should be doing, like, for example, you, you taught me about this new uh, podcasting platform. So you can learn from both directions. Um, So the, but the thing is, is to have that learning and growth mindset, that is where you will always be achieving at a higher level because you will always be, you know, living into the future. And, Mm -hmm. and we can learn from, you know, what worked and what didn't work and then, and then move on. And the faster you can do that, that's the one thing I've uh, discovered in my life in the last few years, the faster I can move into it, then the better product or outcome or results I get. Yep, absolutely. And that's, uh, I think that that really is a good intro to the concept of the mastermind. And, you know, what I've come to understand is that you're the sum total of the five closest people to you. And so if, you had, you know, five Karen Briscoes around you speaking as you're speaking about the growth mindset and <clears throat> speaking from a success perspective versus having people surrounding you that maybe are not as motivated or have as bright of a vision. You know, the success you're going to have is clearly going to be less. But if you can surround yourself with, you know, some very solid people that are forward thinking and have had success, well, you know, that's going to definitely level you up and, you know, help to feed into your success and and move you forward. Um, so on, on that, on that end, one thing you'd, you'd mentioned uh, to me as well before was that, so once you kind of hit a certain level of success, um, that there was more of a sort of a recommended sort of mastermind that you got access to, or that you kind of moved into. Can you tell us a little more about your experience with the mastermind and sort of that, that concept and how that might be sort of helpful for other people pursuing success to, you know, really, you know, get involved with? Yes. And I find it very powerful. I've been in masterminds in my own industry, in my own profession. And I find a little bit that becomes incestuous in a way because we're all like rehashing the same ideas. Uh, What I found to be very in the last few years is masterminding with people that are in all different professions. 
and entrepreneurs that are, you know, trying new spaces because their that level of creativity is you can get ideas if you think about idea creation and formation it oftentimes these ideas are like they're used somewhere else and you find a new uh, way to use it in your own business and life so i have expanded my masterminding to um i still do like i'm in a podcast you know real estate business mastermind and so i still do that because i want to um, perfect those my knowledge and skills and abilities in those areas but when mm-hmm. I really want to be creative and expand my worldview it's it's just like traveling right you go to another country and just come back from Spain and France and you go come back from another country and you see your own world differently okay so it's the enrichment of that experience and so when you start to mastermind with people and again I wouldn't get hung up on all the people need to be ahead of you on the journey. I think that you can learn from anybody and any place if you're open to it. And the one I'm in currently is with Hal Elrod and John Berghoff, the Quantum Leap Mastermind. And there's, you know, they come out of Cutco and sales experience, which I, I might, you know, expanded my my uh, repertoire of skills on selling. I really didn't realize that I needed to sharpen um, up on that. And so, but also the, a lot of creative endeavors in terms of writing books and uh, coaching, speaking and podcasting and online courses and all of that, but these people are doing it in all different spaces. There's, you know, health coaches and there's um, people that are, you know, productivity coaches. And then there's people that are in more traditional sales professionals. So it's, I found it to really expand my, and then the connectivity of it. Because the way that group is structured, we each create our own little, what they call flight, uh, where we, we, our group meets on a monthly basis on a Zoom call. And that supporting each other in accountability, as well as encouragement, both, both of and, they, the, there also is that larger group that you can reach out to and, and connect with and that has been a very powerful force. I've done it for several years now, and it's just, I decided to go deep. The other thing I found is there's so much opportunity, right? It is a little tsunami, okay, in fact, because once you get into that space and you're like going, oh, but this person has a mastermind and this person has a mastermind and this group has a mastermind, uh, that can be overwhelming. You can get a lot of mixed you know, messages going on or just become overwhelmed. So I decided to go deep uh, with this one uh, group and really make sure that I, um, it's kind of like you on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm really going deep into one area and spending a lot of time and attention and energy to make sure I'm, I'm really um, getting everything out of it that I can and giving everything I can. It, it really is. That's where it becomes powerful when it's both, both ways. Yes. On that uh, last point about the uh, giving part, it's uh you know, when you're participating in these groups or even, you know, just trying to professionally network with people, uh, what I've, I've definitely found is that, um, you know, if you spread yourself too thin, not only you're not going to get enough sort of out of it, uh, but you're not going to be able to give enough to it to really build the value uh, at the level that's necessary to really kind of produce uh, something significant that creates a momentum. Uh, so that's probably part if we get back to sort of where we started in this conversation about the scaling and the e-myth, um, you know, these social activities and this type of networking, there's also should be systems to it to help manage and grow and scale it. 
Um, but ultimately, I think it comes down to how much you're able to give, whether it's in this networking, whether it's in business. And ultimately, you know, I think, like you mentioned as well, givers gain. So finding ways to give as much as you can. And in return, you know, people receive that and they look to kind of, you know, help you back out. And, you know, when you do that enough times, it's going to produce the success that really ultimately you're, you're looking for. Absolutely. That's what I, so, what I think. Yeah, absolutely. Reciprocity is, is and it, I think it also, the energy that's created from mm. that then is expands. I think that's where true abundance comes from. I think that when people think, oh, I'm not going to give my ideas, I'm not going to share whatever, I'm not going to help that person, then, then they're actually living, you know, a life of lack. <clears throat> and the universe has, there's plenty out there, right? I mean, it is a really big universe and there's a lot of ideas and you can have that idea and another person can have that idea and it can still be, you know, fine. So you don't have to like think, oh guys, they, they took my idea. In fact, that, that is um, <clears throat> kind of what came out again out of the, the Ray Kroc experience. He's like, well, didn't other people come see you do this, you know, the speedy system and the McDonald's um, formula, if you will. And they said, oh yeah, a lot of people get the tour, but who took it and made it be McDonald's, the franchise operation. And so really don't get caught up in that. Don't get, oh, that person took my idea. Just say, you know what? There's plenty of room. There's abundance mentality and everybody can grow and become more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Karen, I, I think that's a, a good way to sort of maybe at least end the time for now. Uh, and in this case, I think we produce a lot of value here that hopefully will, you know, be, uh, make a positive impact on, you know, other, other individuals that, uh, you know, are, are listening into this and are really in, just kind of in pursuing success or experiencing success and wanting to achieve more success, or maybe at, at certain points where they're uh, kind of having a, a stall and maybe there's, there's a couple good points in here that will help them. Uh, so definitely appreciate you so much, uh, you know, for joining us and, you know, kind of sort of rounding things out. Is there anything else that comes to mind for you that you'd like to speak about, or maybe that you're working on? that uh, you'd like to share or perhaps to encourage people to contact you for any particular, um, you know, reason or, or way that you might be able to help specifically? Oh, absolutely. You can reach me at the, my website, five minute success. And that's the number five. And we also have a Facebook group where we put a lot of content out. In addition to the podcast of episodes that are twice a week, we also have the, the daily five minute success prompt and inspirational quotes. And then we, we do these videos and in launching a online course and a coaching program. So if you're interested in knowing more about how five minute success can help you achieve a higher level uh, uh, in your business and life, then please do reach out to me. That's, that's wonderful, Karen. Well, I'm sure people will. Uh, so, and they, and they should. So um, Karen, again, thank you so much for your, your time today. I think this was really uh, a very good uh, piece of content we were able to put together and, uh, and, yeah, look forward to continuing to be connected and, uh, you know, wish you all the best, uh, you know, with everything you're working on. Absolutely. Here's to your success, Errol. All right, Karen. Thank you so much. Have a great day.